0: Welcome to Layout, a weekly podcast about design, technology, and everything else. Our main topic for this week staying creative. Our thanks to Envision Studio for sponsoring this week's episode.
1: Okay, before we get to the show, uh, let's do some uh, quick follow-up on Layout Redesign Your Website Month. Follow-up. Follow-up. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's been a really good week. I think lots of people made lots of progress, unlike me. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> i <been> really busy <laughs> on other things. Uh, but I did get the chance to talk to a lot of people uh, who wanted to get some feedback, and some of them just wanted to chat. Um so, it was super cool to see everyone's progress, um, hear everyone's thoughts. Like, everyone has super creative ideas uh, for what they want to do with this. Um, so, I just really wanted to give a shout out to uh, Carl, Sam, the other Sam, uh, <laughs> and uh, Ricardo that I got to talk to. And I know a bunch of people booked uh, some times for me this week. Uh, however, I was in Toronto, so we couldn't do it. Uh, and some people rescheduled for next week um if you're one of the people who haven't rescheduled and want to do so um go ahead i'm back in town so um uh, feel free to find like a, a free spot in my calendar and just book it book away so
0: yeah boom same thing here uh also to give a shout outs to, to kevin Gutowski, andy felix and i'm talking to ricardo tomorrow um and so thanks everyone for doing this I, it's, i've been having a lot of fun it's great to see everyone's like crazy ideas and ambitions and 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 actual like websites and mock-ups and stuff it's, it's been it's been pretty great and not only people who booked some time with us but also uh everyone else uh, on spectrum like that that one spectrum thread yeah. uh is is such a joy to to look at and so thanks to everyone who participated and are still doing it i mean the month is not over uh we still have like a, another week or something um clock ticking but uh you know can't wait to see what we all come up with
1: i don't have evidence to back this up like there probably is another thread that is uh, more active than ours but um <laughs> that that's certainly the most active that i've seen um, you mean like spectrum, in spectrum so. yeah in spectrum so. yeah i
0: don't think we're up there yet uh, also because there are threads like with months old right so right uh, but but yes uh, i but think it's super uh, cool to see
1: like how active it is in there so yeah really awesome
0: absolutely all right. Uh, before we get to our main topic, which is a very cool topic, I'm really excited to talk uh, about this. Uh, Kevin, um, do you want to talk about something that is really, really
1: cool? Yes. So today's sponsor is Envision Studio. Envision Studio is the world's most powerful screen design tool that brings together design, prototyping, animation and collaboration all in one place. With seamless connection to the Envision cloud, it's easy to take your ideas and turn them into great products with one connected workflow. Envision Studio was created by working closely with the world's best design teams and finding inspiration in how they create beloved digital products. So unlike legacy tools that were built for graphics, static, or print design, Envision Studio was built specifically for a new generation of designers who are creating specifically for the screen. InVision Studio creates a new visual language for designers to collaborate with the rest of the team involved in the product design process, giving them a way to easily convey their ideas and quickly get stakeholder buy-in. Design teams at Zendesk, Uber, Salesforce, Shopify, and more are already using InVision Studio's rapid prototyping, advanced animation, and collaborative features for digital product uh, design um we use it i've seen lots of people use it uh at shopify play around with it it's really cool Uh, i love what people can do with it really quickly envision studio is available now in early access and it's free forever so go check it out at envisionapp.com studio that's envisionapp.com studio and uh check it out for your next project
0: All right. Our main topic for today is uh, we said it in the intro, staying creative, but not just that. It's uh, how do we stay creative? How do we find creativity? Um, I, I think this is a very uh, interesting topic because I I don't even know really what creativity is a lot of times, but I do know that it's a thing that it really like it really influences my mood and my output and my work in general. And the one thing about what we do, you know design in general we we call ourselves like creative people in general you know there's a lot more you, one could, could, artists can say designers that's not creativity you know but <laughs> uh, it's, it's very subjective but I feel like a lot of times when we're doing sprint planning uh, you know we're trying to estimate how long it will take to design a UI for this one thing and just how creative you're going to feel really affects your output and sometimes it's hard to oh, or almost impossible to force creativity. I don't know if you, if you struggle with this. Um, so I guess I would start this, this discussion by saying like, what do you consider creativity? (laughs) Easy question.
1: Uh, Yeah. So you're really starting with the difficult questions here. (laughs) Um, well I was before the show, I was actually Googling (laughs) definitions of creativity. Um, and I think to me, creativity is, it's, I mean, it's hard to define, but it, it's something that to me that like, it's like my brain working to create new things in a way. <laughs> so, um, like the Official definition is like talks about the use of imagination and original ideas um, or production of artistic work. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like even a de- your definition of what constitute as artistic work can can vary a lot. Um, but for for me, like where I draw the line is like something that is not creative is something that will be done. In more or less the same way, by like no matter who does it, versus something that is creative, uh, will be will be done differently by by any person that would attempt to do it. Right. So mm-hmm. if you're like trying to paint a painting, for example, um, well, different people will have completely different results, right? Because they have different tastes, they have different levels of skills and stuff like that. Whereas if it's right. just like doing the dishes. I mean, the way that people will attempt to do them might be different, but the end outcome will be the same no matter who does it. Yeah,
0: I, I'm very creative at doing the dishes. The, I, I like that definition. I like that idea. I, yeah, it's something that it's it's kind of hard, tricky to define, uh, as you said, uh, although you did a great job. But I feel like everyone kind of knows, <laughs> right? Um, like working, sometimes I I... I don't feel creative. I don't feel inspired. But I, you know, I still have to work. I still have stuff to do. And right. for me, working um, when I'm not feeling inspired, is like it's like going uphill, right? You can still get there. It just it's just harder, and it, it will probably take longer. You know, when I'm feeling super creative, it's like going downhill. You know, mm. on a bike, uh, <laughs> you're going very fast. There's not a lot of effort. It's it's just easier and more enjoyable, in general.
1: I would even take that further <laughs> to say that. It's it's been really really hard to get myself to do anything that's not creative. Like I am kind of a broken person in that sense. That like I literally cannot deal with like filing taxes and like <laughs> just basic like even basic life stuff. Like I've been needing to change my credit card because um, it's like not the most efficient optimal credit card. Like I could get more like cash back stuff if I would get a new credit card. But just like the idea of having to like sit there, call my bank and like deal with updating my card everywhere that I use it, It's just like one of the least creative things I could possibly think of. Um, and so I just have, I've just been putting it off for so long, right? And there's so many things like that in my life that I just, cannot get myself to do. And recently that's what I realized is, oh, all the things I don't want to do are the non-creative things. All the things that I'm excited about doing are the things that are creative.
0: So do you find like you can be creative in like you know, meetings and and some more like planning and more like manager type of tasks? Because I feel like some some people just assume that's not a creative role if that even makes sense
1: right for me personally yes 100 percent. i think you can be extremely creative in those um because it's a lot of like problem solving of like critical thinking um and that kind of stuff to me at least requires a lot of creativity it's, it's like solving a problem in like a fairly unique way right because most like most problems are unique um like, and even if you don't think that it is right, like say you're, I don't know, you're you're building something that already exists. You're you're trying to like do a better version of, I don't know, you're trying to do a better version of Google, right? <laughs> like, um, it's like even if it's very well known, like what are the the different challenges in in creating a search product? Mm-hmm. Um, your the context of your company is still going to be very different, right? So, like you it might be like okay we want to create this search product but uh it has to have like these types of constraint or it has to work in this kind of way for this these types of services um so it's like no matter what you do there's always something that that brings in that element of creativity and it's not just like copy pasting like (laughs) um so so yeah i do think that it can be highly creative um It can be soul-sucking though like there are uh like if if you don't like if you don't pay attention to it like you can be like looped into meetings that are just like endless and not creative at all and just a pure waste of time uh and you should remove those from your life like you should stop attending (laughs) them and you should you should tell people that they look terrible um but yeah, like I'd say most of my meetings are highly creative. And that's why when I leave them, I don't feel like I'm like drained. I feel like I feel energized and I feel like excited uh, and I feel like I'm having a contribution. It's like it's moving things along rather than slowing down. Um. So one one question that I had for you is like, what what are the things, like have you noticed like what things get you more like creativity energy in a sense? Like what gets your creativity going? Are there like specific things that like you've noticed? Okay, this makes me more yeah. creative.
0: Um like I have a lot of more classic, obvious things and I really want to talk about that. Like how do you just get inspired and you know bump that creativity up? Um but one thing that I feel like most people don't talk about is my mood uh, Mm. impacts a lot of my creativity. Um, And maybe, maybe they're, they're just like the same thing in a way. (laughs) Um, Like my creativity levels are part of my mood, but like if I'm just having a terrible day, you know, that will affect my creativity. I'm just, if I'm very tired, that will affect my creativity. If I'm having like personal Issues that I'm dealing with that will affect my creativity. Um, so I mean, we don't have to talk a lot about that, but that's something like, I feel like most people don't mention, but it has a tremendous impact on my creativity levels. Do you feel the same way?
1: Oh yeah, 100 percent. and sometimes it can feel frustrating like i've I've tried to push through that stuff before, and sometimes mm-hmm. you can, but personally for me, it's like never really works. I think for me, it's more about recognizing when that happens and just being like, you know what, it's probably not going to happen right now. So why Mm -hmm. don't you focus on the less creative things um, or go for a walk or like do something to kind of like address the core problem? um, Because otherwise, like I'm just going to like be pushing through something that's uh, in a way that's maybe not healthy and can lead to burnout. So yeah i definitely mm-hmm. i definitely try to keep like a good handle on like what's my emotional state <laughs> uh when I'm, I'm trying to do something creative
0: right yeah and you mentioned like going for odd for a walk and all that is 100 like important and it really helps but, uh, by the way i can talk about going to dribble and looking for other you know <laughs> how other people uh design something or whatever that really helps i mean that's that's my go to you know sometimes i'm like nah i'm not feeling it so let's let's look around let's look at great stuff like great design around the web and that that really uh helps me um but more and more uh more and more i've been really inspired uh by like unrelated areas so it could be like industrial design or it could be the interior design or so just going out for a walk and looking around like right you know uh, architecture and like uh, just looking at nature sometimes it helps i mean if i go over to the bridge here in porto like uh, it's, an, it's such an amazing so view yeah and it, it really inspires me in a way and i come up. maybe it's just just giving me energy and good vibes and again affecting your mood and by by then indirectly affecting your creativity um but i've been more and more drawing inspiration from non-software uh products per se like i've been for example i've been really into we talked about this shoe design but like nike's marketing i think it's always on point and i love the bright colors and like it's usually things that i can't or shouldn't really do in my work day to day right i don't want to be super garish and like super bold and huge typeface that's not you know it's not product design it's different areas but that shit really inspires me um what about you i mean we can go back and forth but uh right what kind of yeah. stuff do you look for
1: i one thing i just i just want to move away a little bit and maybe like uh have a have a separation between inspiration and creativity uh because to me those are slightly different things. Um, for me inspiration is more like actionable in a sense of like this is like i'm trying to do this thing so i'm gonna gather inspiration for this thing versus creativity is more like a, a, a state of mind if you say if if you will um so what gets me creative and what like completely shuts down my creativity i i've been thinking about this and i think the number one thing is people uh people around me have a huge effect on my creativity levels um so for example like uh i i've tried to surround myself with people that are creative and have this drive and this energy to like do these projects and like that are like really passionate in what they do because that pushes me to like be that in my own projects um well so like i'm
0: sorry i, I think i'm gonna have to fight you here a little bit isn't okay. that also inspiration like you are inspired by the energy and the drive of your the people surrounding you so you get inspired to also be that way because I'm, okay. I'm, I'm having a really hard sure. time separating inspiration and creativity I I see that inspiration is more broad than creativity. I feel like, but if I am more inspired, if I read a great book, if I if I you know go through old Steve Jobs footage and stuff like, I get that energy kick. I get inspired. Yes, but the result of that, I feel way more creative. I come up with way okay, more yeah. creative solutions sure, and sure. stuff. So, okay, so, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I,
1: using that. Yeah, I I just maybe see a line between like, I'm looking for inspiration on dribble and just th- thinking about like creativity in general. Um, mm-hmm. but, but sure. Uh, I think we're just basically <laughs> like debating the definition of, of words that are fairly abstract. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so pay attention to the people that are around you. <laughs> like it sounds, it sounds silly, but like that can have such a huge impact. Um, it, like I've uh, recently been thinking about uh, about this thing but it's also uh, been uh kind of reminded to me uh, this week. Uh, I saw a talk at our r summit um by Alistair. Um shout out if you're listening to this. Uh <laughs> your talk was awesome. Uh but he was talking about um people who say when you're you're talking about an idea, people who say yes and versus no, but, uh, or, or no, because, sorry. Is that, yeah. Um, so the people who say like, you're, you're like, oh, I have this great idea. Like maybe it's going to be this, um, new tool to inspire entrepreneurs. And then someone's like, uh, no, we shouldn't do that. Um, because that already exists. And maybe this is not our place to do that. Like that just like shut completely shuts down the conversation instead of someone who's like, "Oh, that'd be really cool. And maybe we can do this thing as well or like we can do it in that that way." And then like ideas kind of build upon each other in that sense. So mm-hmm. being surrounded with these people that are going to be willing to bounce ideas off with you and that are going to like you're going to feed off of their energy and they're going to feed off of your energy. I find is like for me the number one thing that makes me creative or not creative um so like key key element pay attention to the people that are around you and if you're realizing that um maybe the people around you like just aren't super creative and and this is something that's affecting you um i think going to like meetups or um even like starting to like reach out to people online is a great way to kind of get your foot in the door and have that conversation and have these people that you know, and you can reach out to, um, to get that, that energy and that little boost that you really need, um, in your life. But for me, like that meant kind of intentionally, uh, uh, just kind of starting to gravitate more towards people that are like entrepreneurs, people that are artists, people that are designers, people that are programmers um these are the kinds of people that i that really like as you say inspire me uh, and make me want to be really creative and make me want to do all these kinds of crazy projects and will help refine my ideas rather than find ways that like they're not going to work because i can do that plenty on my own (laughs) i'm pretty good at pointing and stuff that won't work in my ideas. so um a uh, second thing that like really affects my creativity is like where I am. And you touched on this a little bit. Uh but different places affect how you feel and affect like how you think. So one one of the things that I've noticed there is it's actually good for me to have a variety in where I work from. So if you're in an office that can just be like kind of exploring different areas of your office but if you're working remotely then it's even better because like you have the entire city to yourself Uh, so go explore coffee shops like i or go explore different areas that you've never been to before i try to do that as much as possible like on the weekends just like if i want to do like work on Some side projects, I'll just like take my laptop uh, and I'll go in an area that I'm not used to uh, being uh, and just, you know, walk around, explore. And then I often end up finding something really cool and really inspiring and I can just find a nice environment to work in. Um, So, yeah. Um, Other than that, I'd say something that I've tried to do like more consciously is. Be more curious because I think curiosity uh, is really linked to creativity. At least it is for me. Um, And really like getting better at asking questions. Uh, And I like sometimes it's asking myself those questions, but uh, oftentimes it's also asking questions to others and trying to find like whenever you meet someone new. I've just been in an event with like a thousand people uh, where like most of which i did i do not know um and so you have to kind of like you know do that small talk that we all (laughs) do whenever we meet new people uh but one thing i've been trying to do is like get really quick at asking the deeper questions and like one thing that i try to do now whenever i meet someone new is like what is like the number one thing I'm curious about this person and what can I learn from them? Like how can I <laughs> leverage their skills and experience to learn the what thing that they're use, really good at?
0: How can I going to use this person to yeah, get this Yeah. But
1: like that it sounds like a little funny when you when you say it this way. But I think it's so true. It's like I'm very curious and very interested in what you do. So let me ask you this question that might seem very personal, might seem weird at first. uh, But what I've noticed is most people will answer and it will lead to a much, much better conversation than if you feel like you need to kind of sugarcoat it and need to get to know the person really, really well at first. Um, And for me, that just made me realize that, wow, like there's so many people that are creatives in so many ways. Um, Like even when I was in... um, in lisbon like i did a uh, walking tour and i met like a guy that was a lawyer (laughs) um and i was just very curious about like what his life was like and what was kind of his process and his philosophy on things and um just we just really dove right in um and i felt like wow like okay like you can be a lawyer and have creativity like this is a a creative job not in all scenarios (laughs) right but um i found that with this random person that i never met before i was like oh this is super interesting like this person is really passionate about what they do and like i'm trying to get interested and get curious about it and that just then drives me even more to Mm -hmm. also like do my own really cool things um so yeah ask lots of questions um even like i've been taking the metro and i've been like really curious about how our metro system works here in montreal like um we have like this card that's called the opus card that you have to like scan to get into the metro system uh but my understanding is like it it doesn't hold your id it holds actual passes onto the card um so that like the connection to like the global system can go down or something like that. Uh but anyways, I've been like trying to like research this a lot more. <laughs> it's like it has nothing to do with design and it's not applicable to anything. Um but I'm just so curious about how this all works. Um so yeah, it's random stuff like this sometimes that it's like I don't know where this is going to lead me, but let me do it anyways. Let me go down this rabbit hole and um, maybe i'll end up finding someone who can answer my questions right like I'll, i'm trying to like ask around like so I was trying to do my research on on one side but then who knows where that's going to lead me so and to me that's that's creativity that's like i'm throwing myself into something who knows what's going to come out of it but i i know that like even if i quote unquote fail i will have learned something
0: creativity in a way it's like The ability to come up with new stuff from nothing, right? There are no solutions and you have to come up with solutions. You have to be creative to find something and create something new. And so...
1: Uh, So I don't want to interrupt that thought, but let me just like kind of inject the thing just to get your opinion on. uh, What do you think about the whole idea behind everything is a remix? Because in that case, it wouldn't be like you're creating something from scratch.
0: Mm, I still think it is something new. It's not like 100% original. But it's like okay. right. you coming up with a new recipe, it's like well, tomatoes and pasta and water already existed. It didn't really <laughs> you know, invent those. Like No one really invents new ingredients. It's just like, sure, but I'm taking what exists and what I know and what I can do and I'm right. creating something that there was no dish here and now we have dinner right okay. so cool. sure i'm coming up with solutions it's not like i invented squares and colors and you know typography but i'm taking all this what? stuff that i have around yeah
1: but you didn't invent all that stuff
0: no no well i invented the w that character yes that's 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 all me oh but, cool
1: um, i didn't know that
0: yeah yeah uh but like <laughs> you know I, I think there's credit where credit is due um uh, but yeah, we're not all like geniuses <laughs> um but so but to go back to that to that thing that thought um I think that like creativity is is just is just motion right mm-hmm. it's it's new stuff being created and stuff moving around and ideas moving around and and uh like you said, it's not something you can just automate and just can you can anyone can achieve the same result is there's a lot of motion, and so I feel like in order for you to feed that creativity. Because at the end of the day, it's like impulses in your brain. Is your brain thinking and moving. (laughs) Um, In order to feed that, you have to create that motion and chaos in your brain. Um, And that can be just like you said, meeting new people, seeing new things, tackling new problems, you know, learning new stuff. It's like new. You you have to have motion in your brain. Because when I do get stuck in a, you know, I'm I'm stuck in a creative Mm -hmm. hole is when I... When I can't think of anything new, like I'm stuck in this in this problem, I'm trying to come up with something, I'm demotivated, I'm whatever, nothing new is being created. And if I keep pushing on that, that is never good. That never works. Mm-hmm. So the only way to get out of that hole is to keep, you know, get the train back on track, get, get the thing moving. And so do something else, do something new, bring that chaos back into your life, uh, chaos, you know. Controlled chaos. <laughs> but, like, that can be anything. Just like you said, you gave all good advice. I would just add also, you know, for me personally, go out for a run. I mean, yeah. you're literally just running. You're not doing anything, but you're seeing new things. You're releasing dopamine in your body. You're sweating and you're feeling emotions and, like, you know, all kinds of stuff, energy. Um, that also really helps me um, just like to clear my head, really. And, like, it's like a reset
1: button almost. Um, right. Yeah. Casey Neistat had a really good uh, vlog about that. Like, couple days ago i guess uh oh, i swear i didn't see it I don't know if I but yeah thing. he was saying like he run he runs a lot but it was like do you, do you think i actually like running like, like no i don't really like what i enjoy is my state of mind like either while i'm doing it I'm like or like when, when i'm done like mm-hmm. this is how i process stuff like and i literally run away from my problems and like it helps me <laughs> kind of like process through that stuff um mm-hmm. And I think that really resonated with me, which like, I've, like, I don't run a lot, but, um, cause I feel like you often hear the myth or I don't know, maybe this is true. Maybe some people like really, really love the act of running, but sometimes for me it's, it. it feels like, actually, I actually don't like truly enjoy running, but I can maybe put up with it for all the benefits and then slowly over time, maybe learn to enjoy that. Like, yeah. At first, I think. And
0: we're going on a tangent, but it's absolutely right. I didn't see that Casey video, but it, I hate waking up early. I hate having to leave the house. I hate right. you know, getting my shoes on. I hate going to the thing. I hate suffering through the heat and like w- running in like your body's telling, stop, please stop, stop. <laughs> but at the end, if you beat a personal record, like uh, sometime, if you beat, you know, I ran 5K, I ran 10K, I ran half a marathon. That the, At the end, that feeling is invaluable that's what yeah. i love that's what keeps me going back it's that thing at the end so but anyway we digress but uh yeah it, it, literally anything else can feed into creativity and b- before we go i just have this one question like um, i want to hear your thoughts on this because I, I honestly i struggle with this i don't know what i think but do you think creativity is I don't want to say genetic, but like some people are born more creative than others. Mm-hmm. And if so, like, is that something that you can uh, change about yourself? Or like do you think are, there are some people that, you know what? This person is just not a very creative person and there's nothing this person can do about it.
1: <laughs> okay, so I'm going to do a terrible job at defending this opinion. But uh, I know there's been studies that were ran on whether or not creativity is something you're born with or something mm-hmm. that you develop. And the result was that it's something you develop. Um, it There's nothing like special about like your brain if you are creative or if you're not. Um, it's 100% like what you do with it. Um, so yeah, I do think that like you, it's it's a muscle that you just have to train, right? Mm-hmm. Like that almost like the doing continuing to do the parallels with running, like you're not going to be good at it the first time you do it. Right. But you have to keep at it. And the more you do it, the easier it gets and the more enjoyable it gets. And I think that that's one thing for me, like that motivates me is me getting better at something. (laughs) Um, so if creativity is the thing you want to get better at, then then work at it and see, like, try to track your progress to see if you're getting better at it or not. Um, and it's probably a bit more tricky to track than, like, your pace when you're running or something like that. But um, I'm sure people can find ways and, like, hey, use your creativity, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, like, and I, I think a lot of people say that they would are not creative and I would challenge that. Um, I'd say like everyone can be creative if they want to, and you saying that you're not creative, like you're kind of shutting down this entire area <laughs> uh for yourself, and like you're not even trying to get better at it, and I think that's a shame, so even if you're a developer uh and you write back in code like writing code is inherently creative uh and like that that's just that's problem solving and it might not be some produce something that's necessarily visual uh but it does define an experience it does make a difference whether you use like a certain algorithm or another or like certain like coding patterns or another um so yeah you you can 100 percent participate in that and i've worked with many many Highly creative developers, and and it's always been awesome uh, working with these kinds of people. So yeah.
0: Well, that's a, that's a great thing to hear. I'm glad that there are studies <laughs> to back this up. That, yes. That's the answer. I wish it was true, and apparently yeah. it is. It's so. like
1: trust me, there are studies, but I <laughs> do not remember exactly what they say. But right.
0: Well, on that positive note, I think this is a good place to end it. Uh, to move away from the topic, I'm glad we talked about this, and it, I think it's still muddy the creativity, you know. Uh, just excitement and, and being inspired and all. At the end of the day, it's, you know, they, they're not the same, but they're very much they they very much influence each other. Right. So yeah, uh, if you pull a string from one side you know, it's whatever the expression is. Um, okay, so cool. Should we move to side dishes? Let's do it. We do have a side dish today. Um, I should leave space for a transition. Transition. Um, <laughs> or like uh, taking a cue from Bo Burnham's like segways are weird. Uh, Framer
1: X, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Framer. One thing, I, one thing I often do in real life is like, so, someone's gonna say it, like, be talking about socks, and I'm like, speaking of socks, what's the weather gonna be like tomorrow? <laughs> Let's just like completely change the topic. <laughs> Boom, hijack the conversation. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of uh, weather, uh, what's going on with Framer X?
0: <laughs> yeah, Framer uh, X. I don't know if we talked about this on the show um but i mean there was no secret uh that framer is working on this new thing they call it framer x they had a teaser for a while going on you could sign up to to get yourself in the queue to get it on the beta whatever uh they've been the framer team has been touring the world um demoing this new tool around um i've had the privilege to to be able to to see a demo uh at lyft um uh back in you know in San Francisco back you know, a couple of weeks ago and uh right now uh as the time of this recording they like yesterday they just released uh like they unveiled the product so you do have a landing page you have like a two something minute long video going over you know the tool uh what this is and um so the cats out of the bag we finally know a little bit what this tool is um it's uh it's pretty compelling it's pretty 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 cool uh and i just <laughs> i think we're just so lucky as an industry to have all of these amazing tools and not uh, having all of this all of these companies uh working on these on this problem for us we're so privileged yeah. but like you know it all started with photoshop and stuff and then sketch and then figma and then studio sponsor of the show and then we have a framer like all these amazing tools all contributing to the same thing all trying to solve the, the same problems you know or similar problems with, with different um from different you know perspectives and opinions uh, so it's great so Framer x to sum up if you haven't seen what this is all about um they they have a new tool. So this is replacing the framer, as we know, the app. Uh, you no longer have a text editor, a code uh, mode in it, because uh, that was like one of the big hurdles for new designers to learn framers. Like, well, you're going to have to learn how to code. And that's great, and that's a great skill to have, but it's also you know a steep learning curve to get into the tool. So they're, they're, they're removing that text editor part and the code part of it. So um, at a glance, it's just, you know, just like Sketch and just like uh, just like Figma and, and Envision Studio, in uh, where you have a pretty familiar UI like a design tool, um, pretty compelling. I mean, they have cool stuff about you know uh, some some prototyping uh, stuff and like some responsive features as well. Uh, but then their thing is like everything is built in React. So for every single component, you can open that up in your text editor of choice, uh, and you can like uh, tweak the the components itself. You can write. The whole component in code i assume um and then you can you can you know once you have access to the code everything is possible right so you can you can call apis you can connect and make the components talk to each other you can um you can do all sorts of stuff so yeah
1: one example they had was like a, a component that would just load a random unsplash photo based on a keyword mm-hmm. um so every time you'd run it you get like a different photo which is kind of neat all built right in.
0: Yeah, um, they're also going to have like a, a store. They're, they're calling it a store even though it's uh, there's no money involved. But uh, you basically have a component store. So you can pull components uh, provided and built by the community um, and pull it in your own uh, design. So, you know, a very classic one is like iOS UI kit and material kit, right? A material design kit. So you can pull all of those components uh, to use on your own thing. And of course, the components, because code, because framework, the components are all interactive. So if you have sliders, you can move around the sliders. If you have, like, uh, if you have the status bar, iOS status bar, you can change the battery and it will update the little, the, the battery percentage and it will update the little icon, the battery and it'll turn red once it's below mm-hmm. 20, stuff like that. Yeah. Because um, they have, like, a live preview always running. And even
1: the status um, bar, uh, like, shows the current time.
0: Yeah. Which is yeah. Really neat small little detail but yeah why not if you can it's great um so uh, i'm pretty you know i'm pretty excited to try this um especially like how much can i import because Netlify our design system like Netlify is built the app is built uh, on react so all of our actual existing production components are already written in react so i'm now i'm curious i'm wondering if how how hard is it going to be to basically port all of our existing real components into um, our design tool um,
1: well one thing i also wonder is like when you want the actual real component to be synced with framer rather than recreating them that would them? be nice <laughs> or or maybe or maybe this is a problem because then as you're making changes to your components like <laughs> you're kind of cha- also changing live components i'm not sure but um, yeah, you probably
0: want, you yeah you want like a gatekeeper there somewhere. You probably can publish your design system as like an npm package and then just just pull and right. publish to the npm as you go.
1: Yeah, I mean that that certainly seems interesting. Um, I think for me, like it remains to be seen because like we've only seen some previews, right? Like you and I haven't like tried this yet, so mm-hmm. um, we're just going off of <laughs> what we've seen. But um, it seems unclear like how far down that path you can go like and mm-hmm. having those components that are uh designed right into uh framerx versus the components that are based from code and like designed using css and how like can you take a code component and then make visual modifications to it and vice versa like is that possible mm-hmm. or do, do they remain largely like fixed in one of these modes we still don't know. That uh, no, yet, it's but. like
0: I'm pretty sure you can do. You can you can tackle it from both ends because like a component in Framer, the tool, is a React component behind the scenes. So when you open it up in code, you're just like it's like you know open content package or you know, whatever like on Finder, right? You can open a file like a Sketch file. You can see inside. It's the same thing. So when you open the React code of that component. That's not like code being generated from the component. That is the component. Does that even makes sense. So I know for a fact that you can create. You can you can start by writing code. Yeah, uh, and then changing it uh, uh, visually in the GUI, um, or the other way around. So,
1: yeah, I all I'm saying is like I'm not sure how like how these i know these two workflows are separate are supported separately but i don't know if they are interchangeable fully
0: right yeah uh i guess we'll have to wait and see but
1: right? <laughs> it's i mean it's really surprising um and and really cool to see that framer is not afraid to completely reinvent itself <laughs> like it's they're mm-hmm. throwing away a lot of stuff from the old versions um, and And giving yeah. people a new way to address those problems um and and it's kind of interesting how they simultaneously went more nerdy <laughs> by going like all in on react and more accessible to people who have no coding knowledge with like the more visual editor uh, at the same time so we'll we'll see how that goes and how that pans out in real life uh but I'm looking forward to try it out
0: my one thing that i haven't had the opportunity to ask uh, and i'm really curious is like all of the examples that we've seen um all of the css is built as like a styled component so it's it's, you write css in javascript in the component the react component itself um i'm wondering how easy it is uh and by the way i'm just assuming everything is possible because code but like i'm wondering how easy it is to use like import uh like a global style sheet if that if that makes sense um That's like my, that's the one thing, the first thing I'm going to try once I get this. It's like, all right, can I bring some of the components that I already have written? uh, And can I bring my like CSS global, you know, style sheet or whatever?
1: Wait, are you styling all of your components through a global style sheet?
0: Yeah, we don't use uh, style components. Mm. Uh, We had our reasons. (laughs) I'm not opposed. Uh, I'm not against style components at all.
1: Um, i'm kind of curious like I, I don't know this may or may not be something you want to share but um if there's like actual real reasons why you would want to do that uh, let me know because i'm curious we can talk off offline. okay cool yeah. <laughs> um because i'm doing my website in react and i've been like running into some of these uh more existential questions <laughs>
0: no go for it i mean uh, i don't i don't need to be coy about this um i mean i also don't Speak for the team, so <laughs> uh, everything I say you know don't quote me on it um but like um for you, I think go for it i think it's 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 a very neat way to write it write c s s and like that that um like uh, what's the what's the name what's the word like isolating uh c s s per component you know you're not gonna write you're not gonna find yourself in like a cascading nightmare, yeah um for us. Like we wanted to have uh, some styles to be crossover marketing and platform, so not just React. Um, we also, I mean, at when we started writing the new UI style components, was still very new as well. Mm. So it was not like it's not as popular as it is now. This was like almost two years ago, um, and uh, then you also had, you know, it would be harder to teach new new employees like how to write this right so it wasn't as accessible as someone just knows how to write css mm-hmm. um and lastly we like cascading and i think i think there are still advantages to the cascading aspect of css um and uh, also it would be easier if we want to move away from react one day you know if we wanna to move to view, we're not gonna to have to rewrite all the CSS again. But anyway, I'm not saying this is the right way to go. I, I feel like it really depends on case by case. Um this was the decision we took back then and it's fine.
1: Cool, really interesting.
0: So anyway, um framer X. <laughs> Yes, we were talking about this. They are rolling out uh, betas uh, beta access uh, starting uh, August first, so that's next Wednesday. Um I don't know how many uh you know builds the beta uh invitations are gonna send. I know that you can you can uh you know sign up to to get on a queue. I also know that if you have bought or buy a ticket to the Framer Conference, a loop. Uh, we mentioned here on the show that will considerably bump you up on the Ooh. queue. Uh, they're giving priority to people who want to go to that conference. Um, it's pretty cool. Right now, I I don't, I don't, can't find a way to check my place in the queue again. I know that w- when I signed up, I was number three. I was really excited. Wow. And then I got bumped down and bumped down because more people just signed up and more people also bought tickets. <laughs> uh, last time I checked, I was number three. Wait, but how
1: do, you, how do you get bumped down?
0: I don't know. I don't know, man.
1: Like, Because wouldn't these people get added after you?
0: I don't want to try and game their algorithm, but um, I don't know. It's probably like, do you already are a framework customer? That probably bumps you up. How long have you been a framework customer? That probably oh, bumps really? you up. Have you? Hmm. I have no idea. This is me speculating. I don't okay. know. I know that last time I checked, I was number 33. So I'm still fairly confident that I'll be in the first wave, unless they'll send an invite one a day. Um i don't think they'll do that anyway who knows um uh just just be on a lookout starting august 1st because that's when they're gonna start sending um the betas Right, neat anything else on Framer? should we
1: move to uh, recommendations no, that's it for now
0: Recommendations. I have two recommendations. So, should I should I do one or do another and then I'll do my last one?
1: Uh, yes.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm recommending my first recommendation is going to be a movie. It's currently in theaters and it's Oceans 8. Ocean 8? Oceans 8? Whatever. Um, you know Oceans 8. It's a, it's a sequel to Oceans 11, 12, 13. Um, and uh, let me pull up the AMDB page. I watched this movie uh, last weekend. I went to the theaters. It, it was so much fun. I had no expectations um, for this. Oh no! Just check the IMDb. It has uh, not great score. That is stupid. Don't believe the score in IMDb. Believe Rafa's opinion. Um, this movie is so much fun. Uh, if you're into uh, like heist movies, as I am, this is a this is a pretty darn good heist movie. The casting is on point. Yeah. Sandra Bullock is a gem. Um, <laughs> she is just so good, and how's, everyone, everyone in the cast. How's Rihanna? Uh, Rihanna was surprisingly great. Like she was, she was great. She, like they, they give her a role that is so much her, right? Nice. I mean, she's not a hacker in real life, but like that, that <laughs> you know, uh, careless, you know, um, I'm cool, whatever. I don't want to spoil too much. The it really fit her. Um, nice. She she nailed that. Kate Blanchett is also uh, a, a national treasure. Um, the the whole uh, Anne Hathaway was surprisingly awesome as well. Um, I mean, I'm not like huge Anne Hathaway uh, you know fan, <laughs> but uh, she really surprised me. in This anyway, the, the movie was the movie was great. The casting was on on point. Performance was amazing, um, and it, it was a very fun heist movie. So that's what you should expect. It's a fun heist movie. I think you should watch it. That's
1: awesome. Cool. It's definitely been on my list for a while. Um, I haven't managed to catch it in the theaters, but um, I will definitely be ranting it as soon as it comes out.
0: Just like I will with Solo.
1: (laughs) Yep. Um, All right. Yeah, I think it should be on iTunes pretty soon.
0: Cool. What's your recommendation?
1: So my recommendation this week is this book called creative selection and if you follow me on twitter you've probably seen me post about this already um but this is a book by ken koschenada um and he's a one of the uh principal uh, software engineers uh on the uh iphone software product uh at apple uh since the very beginning Um, he's I believe not at Apple anymore otherwise he wouldn't be writing this (laughs) book right Uh, (laughs) but uh, from what I've seen so this is a book that basically goes and talks about the story of how the iPhone got created Uh, and it's this like really like in-depth inside look that we haven't really seen like there's not that many stories that came out on the creation of the iphone um so this is one of the first books on that I, like i'm assuming that there's going to be plenty of others to to follow as people like start retiring and stuff like that uh, don't don't care anymore about uh the what apple's reaction is going to be um so this looks really interesting. There's even a quote from uh, Scott Forstall um, behind the the book uh, that like recommends it and says very good things about it. Um, so <laughs> that's pretty interesting. Uh, and right now you can only pre-order it. I've immediately did because um, this looks like it's right up my alley. And if you listen to the show, probably also right up your alley even if you're not like an apple person i think like this is arguably one of the most important software products in like our generation um so should definitely be an interesting read uh whether or not you actually like and or use the product um so yeah go check it out i'll put a link in the show notes and uh, you can pre-order it on amazon
0: do you know when it's coming out
1: uh it says right here september 4th so we've still got a little while to go but uh well i'll probably okay. circle back whenever i read it
0: cool Make them out. yeah looking forward to it cool um well i was gonna say i'll i'm gonna leave this for next week but i already said that i had to so now i can't go back um all right so i have another recommendation this is uh it's one recommendation it's it's not like a everyone should buy this uh so it's a bit more specific but i'm recommending a new pair of shoes new pair of running shoes i mean they're not new they're new to me um it's the nike's air zoom now for people who run you, you definitely heard of this because nike and marketing uh but like that was this whole event uh what two years ago uh the breaking two basically nike was trying to break the like run a marathon in another two hours whatever um and like they have this this shoe called the Vaporfly's 4%. This is not it, although it looks exactly like it cuz that shoe is like super rare. Is it sells out in 3 hours and it costs $250. This is like the next best thing, right? So, it's it looks just like that Vaporfly from all the marketing. Um it's it's a really weird shoe. Like it has a a huge heel drop. So there's a 10 10 millimeter uh, heel drop. And so just wearing this shoe, it's very uncomfortable. (laughs) It's a very weird shoe. And also it has like a carbon fiber little thing in the shoe, like to act as like a spring to pop you back up. Um, And so because of that, this shoe is super stiff. Like you can't really bend it because there's like a carbon plaque inside the, the sole this is a very weird shoe I don't recommend uh, this shoe like for everyday you know use I don't recommend it if you're just like a casual runner and just want to have fun this is a very uncomfortable stiff rough shoe but the truth is (laughs) I took it out for a long run uh, so I ran like uh, like 10 miles and the shoe was very stiff and it was it was kind of weird at first. I was also breaking them in still. But like at the end of the run, I didn't enjoy the run more, but I just did better. <laughs> My performance was better because <laughs> the shoe, I think it really works. It's good uh-huh.
1: running shoe. Totally not a placebo effect at all. <laughs>
0: No, it was it was the opposite of a placebo effect. Cuz the placebo effect is like you think it's better and because of that it's better. This like I th- I thought it was worse. I had a terrible mm, time, but I okay. did better. Huh. <laughs> um so anyway, I'm I'm still maybe I should I should have just recommended this next week and spend more time with it. I took it out for three runs so far. Um it's it's a very weird chew, but it's like it's one of the best out there or I mean i'm a sucker for nike's marketing um but i've been following some people like on strava and all some people that i admire and they run a lot and um so uh friend zach cole for example he doesn't use this shoe for like his everyday run but for the race for a race he 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 has a pair of these so it's like these are not comfortable shoes, so don't use them every day. But if you're serious about running and you want to try this, um, I think I think you should. I bought them on sale, so they they were like a hundred euros, something like that. I think they I think they retail for one fifty bucks. I don't know. Anyway, weird recommendation, but here it is. Um, take a look at pictures. It's it's, it's a cool shoe.
1: Cool. Okay. Nice. All right. Uh, speaking of shoes, I recently got my pair of nike epic reacts and Mm. my goodness these shoes are amazing
0: (laughs) i know right
1: (laughs) they're so comfortable they're so nice i yeah i love everything about them they're really really good those shoes
0: are like the opposite of this it's like the most comfortable shoes right i probably ever i probably ever bought for sure i have two pairs i had to (laughs) right (laughs) because i didn't wear them down
1: yeah no, they're just, they look amazing, and they are amazing. And I've done so much walking in Toronto, and I was really glad that I had them because um, I, like, had zero pain uh, walking all day long. So, yeah, couldn't recommend these shoes uh, anymore. Uh, and also, I like the Nike ID versions that I got. Um, they're, like, mostly black because <laughs> all my shoes are mostly black. I have thoughts. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's okay. yeah you can get you can get any models I'm not I'm not gonna judge mm-hmm. you if you don't get all black um, but yeah those are very good shoes. <laughs>
0: Alright, uh, so with that we reached the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we, you can continue the discussion over at Spectrum you can join our uh, layout, redesign your website month as well there. Uh, so chat with the community chat with everyone. Uh, you can also let us know your thoughts on creativity and your thoughts on the f- new Framer X. Your thoughts on shoes. Do you run do you uh, actually created a new running uh, uh, what is it called? Group thing on spectrum no one's in there mm. actually i didn't promote it i think i tweeted about it anyway i created a new running thing that's no one's in there but if you want you can get in there so i'm gonna leave the link in the show notes <laughs> <laughs> um you can also tweet at us we are at layout fm on uh, uh over there on twitter you can also follow me i am at rafahari and kevin is at vernal Kick. uh you can find the show notes at layout.fm show notes if you do not know we link to everything we mentioned here. Uh, and um, so uh, I don't know where you're listening to this, but uh, usually, you know, you can <laughs> check the show notes, uh, check those out. And um, uh, once again, our thanks to uh, Envision Studio for sponsoring this week's episode. Um, you can you can check them out and um, you can check them out at envisionapp.com slash studio. Once again, envisionapp.com slash studio. And lastly, this show is proudly part of Spec FM Network. Uh, so if you're looking for more shows to listen to, uh, you can do so by uh, checking them out at spec.fm. And uh, I'll talk to you
1: next week. All right. Bye.
0: Bye. So I was telling you how today there's like these random bugs, like little fly type of bugs, uh, appearing in my uh, my
1: office. Right, because um, you guys don't believe in having a screen in your windows to keep the bugs out.
0: No, there's no need. There's <laughs> no. The our bug situation is not as bad that would we would require screens. <laughs> that's just no. Um, I do
1: feel like that. That's something that I noticed when I was in Europe. That like. We have a clear separation between inside and outside, <laughs> like you guys don't.
0: No, you open the window, and you know the lines are are blurred. Yeah, yeah. What's inside? What's outside?
1: But yeah, that's like what you want. You get a, a bird could get inside or something.
0: Funny you th- say that. <laughs> we have a here in the city, especially we have a really we have we have some problems with seagulls. Um. Cause we were not supposed to have this many seagulls and all of a sudden they're just, uh, they're just too many. And seagulls are not like pigeons cause pigeons are like annoying and gross, but like they're doing their thing and it's just like, shoot and they'll, they'll be on their way. Mm-hmm. A seagull is mean <laughs> and it's huge. A seagull yeah. is huge. And they're like seagulls trash everything and they go through the trash and like they go through the, like our, um, uh, like outdoor seating and stuff, and they'll just like mess everything up right. and they'll kill pigeons. Like it's, it's terrible.
1: Yeah, they're brutal and they love um, McDonald's. <laughs> they do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're not big fans of Burger King, but McDonald's, nope. oh boy. <laughs> I actually had, so I don't have, I never had a seagull get inside my home per se, but I had, <laughs> so here's the story. Uh, does this one day. Story
1: time with Rafa.
0: <laughs> Do you want to record new jingles?
1: <laughs> story time with Rafa. <laughs> um, I'm, this is a cover of your jingle. You're, yeah, you're gonna need to auto-tune my my part. So that I sound I'll good. try it. Oh, man,
0: editing is gonna be fun. Good thing I have to publish publish this tomorrow. Get, can you give me uh, like
1: the T Pain voice?
0: There's an app for that. <laughs> now, anyway, here's the story. This one day, I wake up and uh really early oh jesus see another one of those bugs god damn it what the (laughs) anyway um so i woke up and i uh, my cat zoe is like going crazy on the window because we do have like this backyard right Mm -hmm. um and so zoe is crazy uh like looking outside the window and like going crazy and running around i'm like what the hell is going on and then i look out the window and guess what there's a seagull there like in my backyard fine i mean it's a seagull. A seagull is a bird. They fly. It's whatever, but um, but the seagull wouldn't go away and was just hanging out in my backyard, and I'm um, like that started to be annoying, especially because it was riling up my cat. Right. Um, and then uh, the seagull starts like doing ah, ah these seagull noises, um, and I see the seagull trying to like lift off and and fly away, but because I do have like. Very tall uh, walls around, Mm -hmm. like surrounding my backyard. Basically, the seagull didn't have enough, uh, like, runway to to lift off. Okay, right. So it would try to fly, and then it would just go, you know, against the wall and would fall. So she was trapped. By the way, I called the seagull a she. That's just because I'm Portuguese, and a seagull is feminine word. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. Project gender into the seagull. I don't know. So the seagull, the seagull is trapped in my backyard and is like crying for help. Like, it's so annoying. And I'm like, this is an animal. I don't want to deal with this. I need to do my thing. So I go out like grocery shopping or whatever. And uh, just hoping that once I got back, this problem would be solved because nature. It wasn't. So the seagull was still trapped.
1: So you you ate seagull for dinner?
0: No, I Googled. (laughs) catching as you do bird <laughs> seagull how to <laughs> and um there's not a lot of resources on this
1: <laughs> we need more seagull catching tutorials we on, really YouTube. do
0: and here's the thing like i don't want to call animal control or like whatever because it's, it's a freaking bird just right. pick the bird and you know throw it out uh, outside um so like i didn't want to you like a wimp like oh, it's a bird <laughs> so i didn't want to call animal control out of you know i don't i was ashamed so i was like googling how to catch a bird and um a lot of resources they say like careful uh, with your eyes because the birds are going to attack your eyes and i'm like what? okay yeah apparently that's like if a bird tried to attack you it goes it goes <laughs> for your eyes
1: straight for the eyes
0: yeah public service announcement okay for Anyone's out there i um, did not know that deal with birds so I couldn't get anything but uh so here's my plan all right you know what um, th- by the way a seagull is huge if you do not know a seagull is huge <laughs> so um, I put on my sunglasses because the um, <laughs> yeah, well, eyes they... to, protect, to protect my eyes from uh, you know sun rays and birds <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so I have to effectively open like the door to my backyard the door to the kitchen, to my hallway, the door to the outside of my apartment and then the door from the building outside. Cause I would have to carry this bird right. from my backyard through my apartment <laughs> outside. Right. That's it.
1: Um, Wait, so but I, at this point, how confident are you that you're going to be able to catch this bird with your two hands? Not very, <laughs> <Okay>. not very. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's how I, I feel too.
0: But I was a man with a plan and uh, <laughs> I had my sunglasses had on and search. the plan was I caught, like I, brought a towel, like a you know, bath towel, whatever it's called. And my plan was I'm gonna like trap the bird, like throw the towel on top of the bird. And mm, then cause then it okay. wouldn't it would be like the bird would bl- be blind right. effectively and it couldn't spread its wings. So I would right. catch it, you know, wrap it around the towel and that would be it. Right. That was my plan, right? Brilliant plan. Guess what? <laughs> okay. It was a brilliant plan. Yeah, it sounds that, like, like not about That line. freaking worked at my first try. Wow. So I go outside with my sunglasses, looking cool, um, with a towel. Like the bird is looking at me like very nervous because I'm about, you know, I'm a human, a big human with a freaking towel (laughs) coming for it. And I am super nervous and scared of this bird because it could kill me as far as I know. Because my eyes. (laughs) And so I am very scared. The bird is very scared. And we're just in this standoff for a little while, but I go for it. I throw the towel, it, the bird gets caught in the towel, I pick it up, lift it up, and I bring it all the way through my apartment to the outside of the building, throw it out, that is done. I made wow. it. Wow. So, still with the sunglasses on, still feeling pretty <laughs> cool, and like, holy shit, that was amazing, I feel so proud of myself. <laughs>
1: that is very That impressive. same
0: night, that same night, the story's not over.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Did it yeah. come back? That same night, it's like 3 a.m. And I hear like "Ah, ah, ah," going outside. And I'm like, no, 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 no way. No, you didn't. So I just try to ignore it. And it's like 5 a.m. And I keep hearing, "Ah, ah," and by this time, Deborah is like, hey, do you hear this stuff? And I'm like, nope, no, I don't. Let's go back to sleep. I don't want to do this right now. So he managed to get back to sleep. The following morning, I wake up. I was like, please don't let this be true. I don't want another bird outside. And I go back to my backyard and guess what? There's a freaking seagull. Guess what? It's the same seagull. I recognize it. Seagull. Because I, I literally <laughs> carry it How did you recognize arms. it? Because he had the same like spots and the same pattern and the same color. Like it was the same seagull. Oh, also, no. I think it was like there was only one seagull dumb enough to be trapped in that <laughs> thing in my backyard. So... I mean, I've been through this once, right? So it should be easier the second time. Right. Do the same thing. Get my sunglasses on. Get a <laughs> towel. And I'm like, I'm going to get you again, man. This is, not, <laughs> this is not over. And I go outside and the bird is scared of me. I'm still scared of, of the bird, even though it was not my first rodeo. Um, and I throw the towel to, to trap it and the freaking bird dodges like majestically so
1: the bird is like to the bird. Uh-huh, i know what's yeah. gonna happen here yeah <laughs> nice not try. only
0: was i more experienced in the matter so was the bird <laughs> so the bird was dodging all my towel throws uh i'm like deborah help me out here so by this time it's, it's like two if of the, us. the
1: bird was playing super hot
0: <laughs> i yes I like, exactly reference some people get it um but, but now it was like two of us throwing two towels at the same time. Still, I couldn't do it. Um, I really tried. I couldn't do it. And I was still scared because it's a freaking bird. So um, it took me a while, but I called animal control. and I'm like, hey. Really? But this time I was like, because this time I wouldn't feel as bad because I'm like, hey. So instead of saying, I have a bird in my backyard. Can you please <laughs> do something? I would be like, hey, I have a problem with this one specific bird. It keeps falling in my backyard and getting trapped it's the same one i did this like i took it out like two or three times <clears throat> um and it keeps coming back and it's something so uh in like super responsive like in 10 minutes there was a crew uh, oh wow two two men here with like a little cage and they just they, they didn't even flinch they just go straight to the bird pick it up put it in a freaking cage lock it like i'm done i'm out so Wow. This happened. And that that was the last time I saw that bird.
1: Uh-oh. Do you think he got taken to a farm upstate? Probably.
0: <laughs> but <laughs>
1: poor little bird.
0: This is this is the end of the story of this bird, but it's not the end of the story with me and birds.
1: Okay. Let, let's so, hear it. We're, uh, okay. we're in the uh, seagulls and bird corner of the show. Yeah. So, settle down in. around yeah. the camp, folks.
0: This is what people tune in for, right? Yes. I'm going to just put it put this in the after show. Whatever. I like this. I like this. Okay. Story okay. time with Washa. So here's, this is not as pretty as a story. It's kind of gruesome and gross. Um, like probably a couple weeks after, so it was not very close like it was a while after uh i saw uh my cat zoe being agitated and going through you know going to the window and i'm like oh god damn it not again um and i look outside there's not one there's two seagulls and they're not just trapped and can't get away they're freaking fighting each other like they are fighting each other it's 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 a nightmare out there Not only are they, like, biting each other and, like, trying to break their wings and stuff. This is brutal, by the way. They, like, it was bloody all over my backyard. And blood does not wash off easily. This is, yeah, I'm sorry. This is getting really dark. But anyway, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna finish this. Anyway, there was two seagulls fighting to death. And I tried to, like, to to break them apart. And like try to stop them from killing each other. At one point, one of the seagulls managed to, to, to get away. Great but he comes back to finish the job <laughs> Jesus. Wow! and I had to call animal control again and I had a bloody yeah. backyard so all of this to say still
1: with your sunglasses on still,
0: <laughs> of course because my eyes <laughs> um, so all of this to say that seagulls oh, are no, a real problem eyes, in this <laughs> <city>. <laughs> <laughs> is this uh, a show?
1: wow this is uh, yeah I didn't know that was such a problem <laughs>
0: This should go at the end of the show, right?
1: I don't know. You're the master of the show. You you get to decide.